I think I might get some interesting thoughts out of this. The, the theme that I've written down that I kind of like to explore is this idea of games both being escapism but also not solitary. Um, uh, which is so, I know that during lockdown, so, so we as a couple in this household have basically been observing what might as well be a tier four lockdown since March because we don't want to get covered so and we are in a privileged enough position that we can do so so we are at home haven't left and that means that we've been going a little bit stir crazy and we have been playing a lot of games like rust like seven days to die like i wish i could i'll find out before next time what the name of the game is oscar's playing at the moment which again it's he describes it as the most beautiful open world he's ever played and he got it free on epic <laughs> But what's what's the name of it? I can't remember. Oh, <laughs> it's not oh I've got to do that now. to us. I'll text him now and ask him. <laughs> playing it for three it's days. Like that song. <laughs> this is the, the best is... song ever written. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, is, is that these games where we can make our own world where we can feel like we're in that world, where it's like, I mean, when I go into Rust, it's like, yeah, I'm running over this hill, there's a river to my left, there's a snowy mountain over there, and I feel like I'm genuinely there. It's that first person thing of you are in that world. And also these games where you can play them how you want. You can, you know, I avoid PvP like the plague, and I just am gathering my resources and building a really huge base. And occasionally gathering enough c4 to go and blow the hell out of somebody else's base but only if they're offline and uh, making sure that nobody else is ever going to interfere with me but the point is is like how are how are games in the pandemic how are games helping you <laughs> escape reality in this difficult time in this difficult time <laughs> so matt how are you using games to escape reality well i i love the games that give you an, an, a stunning experience and i think the the key one this year has been death stranding because in death stranding you are a courier in an apocalyptic world which is basically what i am now with my free <laughs> delivery stuff and um, you have to navigate this world and i won't i won't go into too much detail because it's i it's uh i i actually set up a separate youtube and google account called no death stranding at gmail.com so that i could purposely avoid anything to do with death stranding because it's the it's the it's the weirdest most exciting most what what the hell does death stranding even mean you can't you can't guess what's going to happen um so i went into that completely blind and it's just an entirely unique experience that just draws you in and just everything else falls away it's stunningly beautiful Te a technical masterpiece as well and that's that's the kind of game that i love a big beautiful game with an interesting story that's that's those have been the most just sumptuous uh things that i've uh found through the 100 hours that i've spent in death stranding excellent also i know that pamela when she bought her PS5 off eBay, no, her PS4, sorry, off eBay, got Death Stranding free with it um, as part of things. So we'll get Pamela to talk about Death Stranding as well. Mm -hmm. Alex, what's your escapism yes. pandemic yes. game? I was just looking through my games that I've played this year because I am struggling to remember, but I have rediscovered some. Um, I've been playing some with my other half, um, just as generally, just so we can chat 
while playing and stuff and to like check on everybody and see how we're all doing. Um, but in terms of games that I love, I'm a massive Assassin's Creed fan. So I've been playing Odyssey and then I went back into Syndicate because I had like one trophy left before platinuming. Platinuming. I can't think. <laughs> Platinum. No, it's not going to come. But you know what I mean. Um, one left to get and then I got it. So I finished that one. Um, but in terms of generally games I like to play, sometimes I notice a pattern where I'll buy a game because it's a piece of popular culture that I already love stuff like Star Wars games and it's just another way of exploring that world that's been created in a, in a perhaps a different medium but can now be explored in the game world which is sometimes more exciting like Jedi Fallen Order um, which was a really great game I enjoyed that quite a lot um, and various things when I was growing up one of my most favorite games this is going slightly off topic was basically all of the Harry Potter games I was a massive fan of those did you play the but, ones on ps yeah. uh ps1 yeah oh. yeah all of them yeah oh they <laughs> were See, but I Going the way order back. of the phoenix game which i played yeah. on the xbox yeah was <laughs> was the best one in terms of an open world explore mm. whatever you like that order of the phoenix game i've mm. played like at least the hogwarts in that was really good Amazing. i loved that yeah so in terms of that that's one particular i suppose genre of game that i like is just finding new ways to explore worlds that I already love, whether they're from books or films or other things like that. But yeah, generally, Escaping this year has mostly revolved around either games like Sniper Elite and Strange Brigade, uh, or games like Assassin's Creed and Jedi Fallen Order and that sort of thing, really. Just finding different worlds. What do we all think about uh, collectibles? Because I, 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 I love finding collectibles. Yeah. I find that extremely like mindful. Thing. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Absolutely love it. There is, I love the map. There is a lot of psychology that shows that women prefer completing. Women prefer games where there is achievements that they can complete, and men prefer games where there are rankings that they can come at the top of. Is a is like the, I mean obviously this is a generalization but most of the research into gaming has shown that that's where generally they fall in and this is I constantly remind my brother of this when he my brother is one of those people who will generally go you should enjoy this why are you not enjoying it you're not having fun the right way <laughs> because I mean, we're differently wired uh, Jen. I want to know about your game of the year because I have to say now having looked at your Steam library and my Steam library and our Steam hit, you and I have a lot of very similar Steam. Like you've played Stardew Valley, you've got these things in there. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm, I want to know what you've been, and also because you have a child, so you therefore mm. can't possibly spend as much time playing games as maybe the rest of us. Um, no. What's been your 2020 game? Well, Ten years ago, no, let's say 15 years ago before my daughter was born, she's 13 this January, um, 
I would have probably spent um, this pandemic gaming a lot. Um, however, the absolute opposite happened for me. So I haven't done a lot of gaming at all. I haven't had time for even the little bit of gaming that I managed to get in ordinarily. Um, so that's actually been quite hard because I've really wanted to do it, but I just haven't had the time. Um, and that's changed a little bit as we've gone into the autumn just because the job that I do is a summer um summer thing really um so so that's had a big impact but i did pick up um animal crossing um uh in march and absolutely loved it and then the idea was that it would be a game that i can play with my daughter and that she can she could engage with and she does like it but she she it's my game. She's not She's not that interested in it. She comes in and does a little bit of running around and then she goes away. She messes up all my stuff. I'm like, put it back, put it back. So I really liked Animal Crossing because it was just so cute and so harmless and so calm. And you just go and you just potter around and you don't do anything. There's no killing. There's no, there's nothing. It's <laughs> just lovely. Um, but I've kind of um, countered that with I've been playing... Um, Oh, Pillars of Eternity um, 2, um, which is, is where you, is an RPG um, where you're running around and that involves a lot of killing and a lot of sailing on the high seas and being a pirate. And I'm sort of working my way through that. I'm very close to finishing it. I will finish it today, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's taken me a long time. But my husband and I do game together as well. Um but the generally the only time we get to game is in the evenings when we're both really tired and I'm really bad that as soon as I sit down to game with him on la, like on a LAN game or something, I immediately get really tired and really bored and I start falling asleep and it just drives him crazy because we'll be halfway in and I'm like, oh no, I've got to go to bed. <laughs> and I, I don't do it. Oscar will often say, say are you really like we'll be planning a raid and he's like but are you, are you gonna last another hour are you about to just go to bed and say you're too tired to play? <laughs> I'm like, i can't help it i'm exhausted it's just it's some psychological thing that just kicks in it's like it's like when you're riding on a train or something and that rocking i don't know but i i mean when i was gaming on world warcraft i'd be up till four o'clock in the morning raiding without any problems at all but now i think you know i'm I, things have changed a lot but i wanted to throw a spanner in the works a little bit about gaming and say that the other ex- thing that I we have picked up this year which I haven't done for a long time is um is role role playing gaming like desktop gaming with my husband and his sort of best mate who's over in Sweden so we've been doing that via um hangouts or something and it that's been a lot of fun actually and I was very dubious about how that was going to work out but actually that's something that I think we will you know explore more and it's it's I mean he my husband's been living over here for years now i mean he came over in 2012 i think and um and you know we've we've been talking about doing this for so long but it was the, it, i think it was the the pandemic that's basically pushed us into it now that these online gaming things have become more normal so i think that's that's there are lots of ways that you could do that and i've been tr- trying to think of like ways that we could do um uh do board games and things but i mean that's obviously a lot harder um to do we've online, actually managed yeah. to do some board gamings but mainly because again my asshole brother has designed his own spreadsheet version so um, oh, wow. 
There's one of the complex German games that exists is Caverna. And anybody who knows what Caverna... Caverna is a complex game. Dermot has designed a spreadsheet so that we put him on a laptop in the middle of the table. We have the proper game board out, but he's got little spreadsheets so he can press macros and set things up and it restocks. Anyway, but so Alex and Matt, I don't know this about you, either of you. Have either of you... Are either of you board game people, D&D people, RPG, like non-computer game people? Do you play games that are not on a computer, Alex? I have once played Cthulhu, and <laughs> otherwise I know of these games, but I've never played them, but I wouldn't say no, certainly not. Excellent. Because um, we yeah. might just set up some groups for playing games, then mind like all this <laughs> podcasty stuff. Oh, yeah. 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 Matt, how about you? Are you a non-computer game gamer at all? I am, I am a seed that has just been planted in the pot of Warhammer 40k. Because it is the most badass <laughs> fucking epic thing. It's... Oh, I've, I've started playing a game called uh, Warhammer Mechanicus, um, which is a... Uh, I originally got it on PS4, but I actually played on my awesome new laptop. And you play uh, the Adeptus Mechanicus, and you uh, take your massive ship from a forge world to this Necron tomb world in the in the middle of nowhere and you have to battle your way through the necrons to find the the overlord and bring him down and it's in the the imperium of man and the biggest the, a million ten million worlds of the imperium of man and it just makes me go oh that massive sci-fi massiveness and now i found this um this youtube channel called play on tabletop and they do like Really funny people playing uh, uh, Warhammer games that they can last like five hours, and uh, but they do a battle report where they they condense it down into forty minutes, and it just makes me go, oh, I want to play it, I want to play it. <laughs> so I am, um, yes, board games are on the horizon for me. Uh, you see, one of my one of my bestest <laughs> friends who I loved pieces, um, and he we worked together in a school, um, and just as an aside. How shitty is it? So he's not—he's not IT, but his job has always been maintaining the SharePoint, the sort of shared drives and stuff of the school. So obviously, lockdown, online education—he's basically become IT support because he's managing everything that everyone's using, and his life's horrible. And we play um, RPGs still, even since I've moved across. He used to work in a Warhammer shop before he worked in schools, and the friendships he made from working in a Warhammer shop. Like they have lasted a lifetime. Like I used to play poker with him, and they it's like one week was some guy came along. It's like who's that? He's like, well, when he was ten years old, he came into the Warhammer shop. We played a demo game with him, and we're still friends with him now. He's twenty five. I was like, <laughs> madness. I was going to recommend a game, and then I had to. I actually had to open Steam because I'm playing. Oh, was it called? Damn it! But there's a really good Warhammer game on there at the moment. Right. So I know stuff. One, one, one last thing on the Warhammer front. Um, Good, have you heard of um, the uh, oh shit, Fighting Fantasy books? No. Thanks. Oh, they were um, they're, they're, they're made by the same people who made Warhammer. Before they made Warhammer, these two blokes, Steve Jackson and Ian Livingstone, they well, wrote I know these. I about Steve Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. They, so they made these books and they're, they're basically like 
uh, RPGs in book form. That was my first taste of it, really. Oh, Steve Jackson. Um, so on Steam, one of the best Steve Jackson, like, sort of, an, a simple RPG is uh, Sorcery. And it's just like you go through it's beautifully done. It's like sort of really lovely way you go through the story. Also, if you want to play on tables, Munchkin, which is also Steve Jackson as well. Vermintide was the name of the game I was trying to remember, which Oscar was like, do you want to try this game Vermintide? And I'd had a shit day. I was like, I really don't want to play anything. He's like, no, go give it a go. And it turns out you just get a big fucking sword and a whole load of rats run at you. <laughs> you fucking rats, you <laughs> bastards! My dope, I've had a shit day. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed that episode of Gaming System. If you want to support us, you can donate to us through our PayPal by sending it to wearegamingthesystem at gmail.com if you want to send us a one-off donation. If you want to donate to us monthly, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash gamingthesystem. Until next time, bye-bye.